0: Welcome to the Youth Capital Podcast with your hosts, Zach Swan and Jonah Wenzel. Join us as we dive deep into the world of finance, business and wealth creation. Please note, we are not financial advisors. All information on this channel is not financial advice. All content created by Youth Capital is created solely for educational and entertainment purposes only. Consult with a licensed financial advisor before making any investment-related decision. Enjoy the show.
1: Welcome back to the youth capital podcast. Today we're joined by a good mate of mine, uh, Reuben Sarek, who we've stayed in who I've stayed uh, in pretty close contact with. We went to high school We well, went to the same high school as 20 as well but um, I was pretty close with Reuben. Uh, we played a bit of junior tricks together back in the day um, and we also went on a, a trip to America with the school through some like, stem trip. Um, thanks for coming mate it's been a while since we've probably had a chat. Hey Ben, it's been happening.
2: Good mate. how are you boys?
1: Yeah not too bad. thanks for coming on
2: no yeah um love what the boys are doing so it's good to good to get onto it but um what's been happening not much what about you just been working and studying
1: yeah well i've moved down to melbourne so i've just been, been chilling yeah. out for a little bit back up at home now before heading out, uh, heading overseas in a couple of weeks which is pretty exciting Big yeah, morning, yeah. <laughs> where are you going Oh, it, all, it all means going you know, to be in Bali together for a little bit, and then I'm going to cool. fuck off to Southeast Asia for uh, probably like, I don't know, I haven't booked my return ticket yet, so six to eight weeks ish. And then. Haven't uh, booked the return ticket. Nice. Nah, it's it's going to be a good
0: one, mate. Yeah, bloody oath. <laughs> what about <laughs> you, one time one? everyone's not, listening will be overseas? Oh, I'm heading Bali, Thailand, Cambodia, and Vietnam, and I'm organised. I've got a ticket home.
1: Yeah. <laughs> At least think... he's organised, when Hey,
0: that's boring.
1: <laughs> So we got, we, we got pretty close to that America trip. Um, mate, that was a bloody good trip, eh? good fun. Yeah. That was a good of story weeks. that,
2: eh? So like, how did we first meet? What plan
1: we both played a, bit out of, a bit cricket team together, eh? Yeah. For the area. We didn't really, didn't really get close to, um, till America.
2: Yeah. Well, cause we had the America trip. You had no mates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 The only person you <laughs> knew was me. So you had to stay in our room and that's how we got close. Hey, that was fun. Yeah, that was good fun.
1: That was mad. Wait, so I you got members- to, this- a- yeah, what are you studying? You're studying? Yeah, so I'm what doing a Bachelor of Business
2: at Griffith and majoring in accounting and financial planning. And um, yeah, so that's what I'm studying. But I started with, I started like out of high school. I got into like, Ed Griffith as well, like advanced business, but it was like a, just an honors course. Like that was the only difference. So it was pretty much just the bachelor of business, but you had to do a big, like, you know, the big honors piece at the end of the, um, degree. And so it was just an extra year and I wasn't really keen on doing that. And so I was just, I was just weighing up my options. Didn't really know what I wanted to do. So there's a local, like a local firm around here does a bit of work experience and I just was like, yeah, I'll put my hand up for that. And then um ended up having a crack. And that's the trainee uh, issue, eh? Right? Yeah, or so I yeah. just did work experience just to see if I liked it. And then during work experience, um one of the bosses called me into to the office, and I like I was I was shitting myself. I didn't even I thought I was in trouble or something. I was like, what's going on here? And but he um now he pulled me in and he offered me a job actually, and I was like, oh. Sweet. so sort of, I didn't really have to look. It found me, which is
1: lucky. It's good when it So how, how did you get into like financials and stock market and did you don't have a passion for
0: moment. it beforehand or? Yeah. yeah like, that? When I finished school,
2: I guess, like as soon as I, cause I turned 18 at the end of the year. So as soon as I turned 18, but I've always wanted to buy shares. Like it's just been something I had no, no clue what I was doing. Absolutely no knowledge. Just was like, yeah, I'm going to buy some shares. Um, <laughs> it's the best I though, 100%, 100%. Yeah, yeah I remember chatting alone. to you, Ansel. We had a little bit of a chat, like we when we used to like still hang out and catch up, which we still do. <laughs> we still do. So still sad, doing. Eh? <laughs> we, still, we still play a bit of golf. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, back in the day, I, mean, I used to ask you because you had a few yourself. And then, so that's when I ended up. I thought I knew what like, I was doing. Nah. Year 12. Yeah. You do, mate. Don't worry. We, we came through um, Comsec yeah. through your recommendation and just had a little bit of a browse. Like would look at um, different companies and like I liked, I loved looking at the charts, just trying to see which ones had a little bit of a drop because I knew you don't want to buy anything when it's at its highest. Like that's just, yeah. And then came across just BHB and Qantas because Qantas was in a real bad stage then. It was still yeah, COVID a pandemic, yeah. still yeah. still lockdowns. This was at the start of 2021, and so bought bought a few corner shares, like all I could afford, yeah. pretty much. And
1: I've made a pretty big, pretty good gain on them, which I'm happy with. But that's sort of just how I got into it. So obviously, so, you're you're majoring in accounting. What what like I know a lot of people just think accounting is just sitting there doing taxes and looking at balance sheet. What what actually do you do, and what the order is? Doing? Yeah, what's it's your job? A,
2: it's a bit of a misconception. Hey.
1: A lot of people just think
2: accountants, you just go to your accountant and get your tax return done. Like that's probably, probably what I wondering. reckon. Yeah. <laughs> well, mate, I'm here to educate y'all. Oh, so no. <laughs> so, nah, 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 So there are tax accountants, you, don't get me wrong, but, but they're not all accountants Whereas, so accounting pretty much, it's the language of business essentially, um, like. It's a vital part for any business, small business to large, like personal. It's just, yeah, like it's just about analyzing, gathering financial information and then presenting it pretty much. Like that's probably the most basic way I can define it, but you can split it into different areas. Like, so you have tax accountants, which are the ones like you, they do your tax return or they can do they manage a lot of businesses, give a lot of tax advice and um, like tax minimization. and stuff for companies because obviously tax is a big expense for anyone and any business. So you want to minimize it as much as you can. Right. right. Tax evasion is <laughs> the key to welfare. I knew you were going to say that one. <laughs> um, so that's tax. And then you got audit, obviously, which, which audit is another area. Audit's a are, audit is a, everyone sort of gets scared of auditors when you hear the term auditor, because they're that they, you think they're the ones that are, after you are, they're trying like, because you hear of a tax office auditor when you lie on your tax return and the auditors are the ones that come and get you, but that's not always the case. Like a lot of auditors, they sort of give assurance to clients and we do like a bit of consulting work with our clients. And, but an audit is like a process you have to do. A lot of businesses will have to do it, a lot of not-for-profits, um, and then all, all big, big companies, like all ASX companies need to get audited and, for example and um yeah it's just a process we pretty much just go through a company's like controls of their business make sure their controls are working like assess their risk um we look through risk areas try and try and find any misstatement the misstatement's pretty much just like think of it as just literally a mistake but we don't obviously pick up every mistake because we only look at ones of a certain size, something that's big enough to majorly affect financial statements. And then, yeah, yeah, from there we like we yeah help them prepare financials and make pretty much just make sure they're correct, so that when they present their financials to investors or a lot of not-for-profits have to present their financials to governments or whatever, we just make sure they're correct and. It's just yeah, like that tick of approval sort of thing.
0: So you're currently doing your internship now?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I work full time doing that and then do uni part time. So just two units, just two units a semester.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. That's yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah. It's a bit of, it's a bit of a juggle, but what do you actually do as a part of your traineeship? Like what, is it just accounting in order it ship? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just audit. audit. Yeah. So, um so just what you explained before? Yeah, again,
2: yeah, pretty much. Like I'm mainly in audit. I don't do much
1: other. And you, you go to you go to a few. I remember you saying you went. To, you go to a few AGMs as well, and yeah, as a, yep. as a so we, job. Yeah, but, like at a lot of at a lot of businesses, the auditor is expected or
2: supposed to go to the AGM, and so yeah, we do a lot of that for our clients. But why is that
0: Companies or yeah.
2: no, so. Uh, I'm just at sort a of firm around the Northern rivers area. So we oh,
0: don't,
2: yeah. we don't do anything that big, but we do a lot of um, big not-for-profits and a lot of big charities and stuff. So they still have AGMs and that like, they get, we need to go to them and yeah, yeah but sure. not, not not any listed companies. That's main, pretty much you only see big four doing listed companies.
1: So yeah. Different, yeah. Different, type of, different types of entities, small and yep. big, or mainly on the smaller side. Yeah, so for us,
2: we pretty much do – we do a lot of incorporated associations and do a lot of charities, um, do a few companies, but, yeah, like mainly mainly the incorporated associations. And and what we do actually, I to mention, we do do a lot of trust accounts as well, like real estate trust accounts, solicitor trust accounts, because their legal requirement, they have
1: to be submitted, but their audits are a little bit different. But yeah. Anyways, they. I guess that counts. So we're here obviously to educate. Well, I'm, I don't know much about accounting. I, I don't think Swanee does either. So here, we want to look at a few examples and just talk about a few different things that you might um, look for when reset when you're researching a new company. When you look through the balance sheets, obviously it's a massive part of it. And I know you mentioned before off uh, off record that you know you can you can fraud a few things. You can make things look a bit better than they are. What, what yeah. sort of things do you look for, especially like? Especially when you look for looking into a new company,
0: and why is it so important? Financial analysis.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. So, well,
2: like Sam said on the previous episode, he went into it pretty well. Actually, like saying, make sure you always do your own research. I think that's so important. Like, you can never really rely on your never really rely on your mates' tip off, because yeah, it's just always good. Check yourself. The best way to do your research as well is just look at financial statements if you can understand them. But it is a bit of like it's almost like another language to a lot of people. Which it is, is tough language. It took, yeah. yeah, took me took me a long time to learn, and I make them every day, and it still took me a long time to learn. But <laughs> once you understand them, it's so helpful. Like it's it's probably the, one of the best tools in my like that's just my personal opinion. But yeah, one of the best tools. Um because all the big ASX companies, obviously they have to, they're publicly listed, so they have to disclose
1: their, Yeah,
2: but yeah. So they're always available to go through and yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's important. And so obviously we know the four, like the four separate statements that you'll see on a like financial report. So you got your balance sheet, which you mentioned earlier, Jonah, and then profit and loss, and then you, usually they'll have a statement in changes of equity and then a cash flow statement as well. So they're the four main statements that you can read. There's a lot more to it. Like there's notes to financials it goes on for ages. It goes on. There's Dimensions. most of them are over a hundred pages, but yep. for, a, for a normal person who doesn't want to read all that, the best thing to look for is just those four basic ones. And they'll usually only be a page each.
1: So, so yeah. what, what in particular? What, what on certain on those subtopics? What do you look for in particular, like inventory or growth and yep. revenue? Is there what, what certain things you? Yep. So, is a red flag or green flag? Yeah. So it sounds
2: pretty simple. You want to see a company making a profit, but a lot of times you can like companies will display a profit but that's why i think cash flow statements are so important because cash flow is a little bit more how do i word this like so with with your profit and loss you can sort of boost your profit up through items that you don't you haven't actually earned revenue for yet
1: so yeah for for example- chuck that, that screen up. chuck that screen up from the first one yeah, I'll yeah let's on. go let's have a look at the one we were looking at before pick up Try and zoom in if you can as well. Yeah, I just want to touch on something you mentioned before. You said make sure companies are profitable. And the reason profitability is so important, and this is a bit off accounting, but um, uh, is so that companies don't have to raise any more money because if they they have to raise, the majority of companies, I'd say on the ASX, don't quote me, but I'd say the majority of companies are actually negative profit or making a loss, especially smaller companies um and if 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 they are in the red so they're making a loss operating loss i'll have to raise more money and then it dilutes the shares which is always in not in its shareholders best interests um I might add
2: it always depends on what you are right it always depends on what the actual business's goal is as well like yeah with the 100%, some businesses 100%. like yeah, of mining course, companies course. for example like they want to make dividends for their shareholders so they're yeah. going to try and focus on profits whereas a lot of other companies are trying to research. So they're gonna be willing to spend more money and they're not too yep. worried about that yet. Cause they're more looking towards 100%. the future. Um, but yeah, so we've got that, we got the- um, Can you zoom
1: in on that a little bit, Swanson? Uh, I it yet.
2: So yeah, this is just a normal profit and loss for just an example we have. So Slater and Gordon, what's the code for that one on the ASX 20? SGH. SGH, S-G-H. so yeah. So that's the chart
0: in a tough year <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> go back to the profit and loss for me. So we look, if you see down there in total comprehensive income for the year, they're showing a pretty, you'd think you'd look at that and you go, wow, like that's pretty the healthy. Common. Two but million. Yeah. there's a lot of factors that go into that. That's just, that's not, not all that's money they make. Like there's a lot of non cap, there's non cash, revenue and non-cash expenses in accounting. So I'll quickly explain this This is just a very basic accounting term or principle that we follow. So with with normal day to day, say if you're, if you're just talking from a personal level, you want to buy something. Say let's think of Jonah, for example, wants to buy a new golf club. Yeah. Um, he buys the golf club once he buys the golf club and he goes to the shop and actually buys it the golf the owner of the shop hands him over the golf club and then jonah hands over the cash or he'll pay for it with his credit card so that transaction happens then and there that's like a cash transaction whereas in accounting obviously businesses can't always pay all the time so that's why you you guys would have heard of invoicing so like businesses will invoice for example so at the end of the financial year which is 30 june as it says up there on the financial statements um slater and gordon which is a big as i'm understanding they are a big law firm or group of law firms i'm not too sure would swanny would you know a bit better than me 75
0: million million dollar asx listed market cap company (laughs) Jonah, if you can get the what they actually do (laughs) <laughs> Leading
1: compensation and classical action law firm focused on helping you access yep. justice compensation. So Swanee, if you just go to the next page, which is the balance sheet, yep.
2: I'll point something out. So this, the balance sheet essentially just shows all assets and liabilities of a business. So if you look at assets, you've got cash, for example. And so can you see this, that little receivable section there underneath cash and cash equivalents? So I'll ask you
1: this, Jonah, <laughs> what are receivables? You give us, I'll give you a crap. Receivables from my understanding could be wrong. Yep. Receivables are, um, transactions or money yep. that you're owed that haven't actually been transferred and yep. aren't in your possession yet. Yeah. Spot on. Good stuff, mate. So, <laughs> <it's> off.
2: <laughs> so yeah, so it, they, it's, they're showing a good profit, which I mean, yeah, great, but that, a lot of that isn't actually theirs yet until the client pays it, because sometimes clients can't always pay for invoices because they might go bankrupt or whatever. It's very rare, but it can happen. So, happen. so anyways, that's why I like to look at cash flows more. I know you've touched on these before, Jonah and Swanee. You've touched on cash flows a bit more. So cash a cash flow statement, I think it's on page 38 if you want to go to it, Swanny. a cash flow statement is essentially it just shows cash that your cash that you had at the beginning of the financial year it just shows everything that's happened cash only so it doesn't include things like depreciation because that's not actually a cash transaction um it includes only cash transactions all throughout the year and then shows your closing cash balance for the end of the year so this one's a bit of a better one to look, look for, cause you can't really, you can't really make these look good. Whereas you can with a profit and loss. So this one's very raw and it's a bit more truthful. So it's so what you should actually be looking at rather than you. Yeah. Well, you, you can know. look at, you can look at both, but back personally, this is what me personally I would look at. So if you look at these guys, so they' as we noted before from the profit and loss, they're making a profit. Whereas if you look at this cash, cash flows from operating activities, they've made of, that looks like to me, a $14 million loss. Yeah, so can you see the difference?
1: Mm,
2: yeah. So they might, so you always just, that's why it's important to do your own research and have a look at all factors because they're showing a $2 million profit on one page. And then on the next page, they're showing a $14 million loss in cash flows from operating activities. So that is probably something I'd look at. But again, I'm not, I'm not fully qualified yet. I'm only learning. I'm just talking about from a personal level and just what my traineeship has taught me so far. But there's people who are a lot more qualified than me and they will go into a lot more depth and they'll look at a lot more factors than me. And they'll make a probably a lot better decision than me as well. But from a basic point of view, from somebody who's only been involved in the, um, investing field for a couple of years, And I've gained a little bit of experience
0: in accounting. That's something that I'd look at for sure. Yes. And ultimately, so the cash flow statements cuts out a lot of the BS from the other financial statements. Yep.
2: Yep. So a cash flow statements essentially excludes all non-cash transactions, which is things such as depreciation, which again, like depreciation will make it like it's an, it's a, in a lot of companies, it can be a big expense. Whereas it's not actually a cash transaction. Obviously you guys know what depreciation is. Yeah. It's you. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty simple. It's just when <laughs> you have assets, physical assets, such as buildings or cars or machinery cars and yeah. yeah. And it just loses value over time. So that's depreciation. So cause that's not actually a cash transaction. You don't. Yeah. It doesn't get included in a cash flow statement, but
1: yeah. So I'd what other things fact. in particular, do you look at like, like revenue, like obviously revenue growth, I mean, that doesn't have too much to do with accounting, but are there any other accounting based things like ratios or anything like that you might look for yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. So
2: in, actually I learned about this a bit in FP, which is financial planning, but we like to look at, so you have a current ratio, <laughs> quick ratio, debt to equity ratio. They're just a few examples. Like they're simple ones. We'll keep it simple. Um, so a current ratio, 20, what's
1: 20, what's the debt to equity ratio?
2: Yeah,
0: put him on the spot. A business's <laughs> debt to equity ratio is a measure of the extent to which a company can cover its debt. It is calculated by dividing a company's total debt by its shareholders' equity.
2: Yeah. So you can see that if you want to go back to the financials again, 20, <laughs> what's equity? What's total value? Equity?
0: <laughs> One thing at a time here, John. <laughs>
2: so yeah if you go back to the balance sheet swanny can't remember what page that one was sorry 36 maybe yep sweet so debt to equity ratio so a few things to look for so debts obviously liabilities and then down there you can see equity so like we're not going to do it because I reckon they'd be pretty boring for the audience if we all pulled our calculators out and started doing maths <laughs> on the screen. But that's just, that's what that one means death equity ratio, obviously. And then, so another one we had was current ratio. Jonah, instead of putting Swanny on the spot now, I'll put you on the spot. Yeah, go current on. ratio. Tell me current ratio. Oh, I have no idea. All right. So current ratio this time is just your current assets divided oh, by yeah, um, I have current actually. liabilities. yeah. 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 Which yeah. is, if, sorry, Swanee, I'm going to make you put the financials back on the screen again. Yeah, of
0: course.
2: <laughs> again, we want to should, do this because- that one, eh? No, that's all right. Next time, mate. I've got another one for you. Be ready. Ah uh, Swanee,
1: Swanee has an answer, one yeah.
2: <laughs> So yeah, here, so current, as you can see, current assets up there, nice and bold, pretty big, easy to see, total current assets. So you get that number and you divide that by current liabilities, which is down below total current liabilities, pretty easy formula to do. And that just gives you a ratio. And so what you want to look for is you want that ratio to be obviously above one because if they have more current liabilities than current assets, that means if something were to happen to the entity and they had to pay out their liabilities, if they didn't have it, if they're, ratio was below one they wouldn't have they wouldn't have the assets to be able to pay off their liabilities which would yep. put them in a lot of trouble so you want to make sure you always have enough current assets to be able to pay off your current liabilities yep. Yeah, and then another one here you go Jonah. quick ratio very
1: similar is that just your current divided by your current no 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 current that's, that's what to... we just did so yeah i did no, think no. so that. quick quick ratio
2: is just when you just pretty much only use cash you don't include receivables so you just use cash and you just your current liabilities so divided by your current liabilities and so that one's another measure very similar to a current ratio but just making sure you have enough cash to be able to pay out any liabilities if something were to happen and it doesn't include receivables which we touched on before and it's probably a good one to do a quick ratio over a current ratio because as we know and as we mentioned before receivables aren't always reliable because there are sometimes when your customers or clients can't pay an invoice that you've invoiced them for so that's another good one
0: and the investor pdr definition is an indicator of a company's short-term liquidity position and manages yep. a company's ability to meet its short-term obligations with its most liquid assets yeah that's right I mean. assets yep, minus that's that's of divided yep, yep, by current yep. liabilities
2: yeah perfect so yeah, that definition is very, very, um, technical, but yeah. So liquidity is just a term used. So your it's most liquid cash. set is cash. Yep. They just, it just liquidity essentially just means something that's highly liquid means it's able to be translated into cash quickly. Whereas somebody that's something that's illiquid is it'll take a long time to transfer into cash. Like, I'm sure you could find it a better definition, that's a definition than that, but no, no. Um, that's just the way I think of it. But yeah, that so that just yeah extends onto what Swanee was saying before. But yeah, that's another thing I look at, and then another thing I look at as well. Um, this one might be a little bit harder to understand, but so I'll just I'll just briefly touch on it. But you just you like to check if the um, share price is less than net tangible assets which that that just means if you go to yeah you're in the balance sheet now perfectly so your net tangible assets is it sounds very complicated but it's pretty much just your assets minus your intangible assets as you can see in non-current assets down there you have the intangible assets so net in net tangible assets just means every asset minus that if that makes sense and so yeah, that's just another one we look out for.
0: Great, thanks, Ruben. And where do people go to to find, oh, uh, to study financial financial statements, learn more about financial statements, cash flow, balance sheets, income statements? Any books you recommend? Any courses?
2: Um, I'll be honest with you, is I haven't read a book in quite a while, <laughs> but, <laughs> so I wouldn't have much of that. But there are a lot of handy youtube videos you can look up i probably wouldn't be able to provide a specific one but there are a lot of little youtube videos you can look up um back when i was first starting and i had to learn about it a bit i used to just look up a quick youtube video there's so many people who can explain it a lot better than i just explained it but yeah you can get um quite a few little handy youtube videos and then even yeah just investopedia that website you just listed before Swanee, that's a very good website i like to use them quite a lot they they can they can sometimes be a bit complicated but a lot of the time they're very um they're very easy to understand
1: swanny i think you're you're on mute or
0: something you're on mute oh sorry guys um, no. one of the books i have read is warren buffett and the interpretation of yep. financial statements that was He's very good, good. In concept, but right back to basics right
2: old oh, mate basics. warren he knows his stuff i think <laughs> you reckon yeah i reckon <laughs> um yeah no nah, of course if you're willing to read for sure but Any yeah other? it's always it's always good to just it's definitely always good we've touched on it so many times now and i'm sure you guys are going to touch on it in many other podcasts to come but it's so good to do your own research
1: yeah 100 percent. it's very important do your it's, own research for sure. yeah that's got to be the motto of this podcast i reckon do your own research oh, that's the motto of every podcast but <laughs> even like the biggest companies in the world, even just invest in things you understand. Like, yeah, you, you wanna you wanna don't 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 invest in things you understand, but only yeah. don't don't invest in anything you fully don't get. Or yeah, you know, just stick stick to what you know. And yeah, yeah do, I, I do. remember when
2: um I first started talking to you, Jonah. I think this would be a couple years ago now when we first started talking about what shares you had because I was looking to get into it and stuff like. We pretty much just talk about blue chips because we know what they are. So yeah. if you're, if you're very, and you've, user, heard of, you've heard of them, you've heard of the big mining companies like and you got Woolworths, BHB, Commonwealth, yeah. like they're just Coles, amazing, all, all that, that shit. Yep. So at least you know what they do. It's if a good place to start. Exactly. If you don't, if you don't know much and you just want to get into the field, um, always, yeah, it's always a good spot to start. Just something, you know, and yeah, those buddy. companies,
0: they're almost always making money.
1: Yep. yep. 100%. Good dividends as well, usually as well. So, all right, too easy. Well, uh, thanks for your uh, magical insights into the balance sheets and the county room. It's good to chat, mate. Anything from <laughs> you, Swanson, or you?
0: No, no, that's all good. Thanks for coming in this very room. I'm sure we'll have you back in the future. Yeah. We'll have you in a in the near, near <laughs>
1: future, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's make it happen.
2: <laughs> um, Hopefully that oh, was nothing. Oh, beautiful. Hopefully that wasn't um too boring for everyone, but... Yeah, keen to, well, to see how you boys go. I'm always here
0: how, how can how can people find you, Ruben? Do you want people to visit your
2: LinkedIn? Um, yeah. So my LinkedIn just Ruben Saric. I'll
0: uh, just in my the name. Yeah,
2: well. that's yeah, that's pretty much it. Eh? <laughs>
0: I'll but, stop, yeah. stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for coming on the show, Ruben.
2: Cheers. No, mate. Thank you. See you later. See
0: Bye.